0: Hey there, welcome back to The Cypher. I'm Krista Balenciaga Bawadi. The Cypher is a series of conversations with creators from the Black Diaspora who are leaning into their roots to create new spaces for all of us to be who we want to be. We have new shows coming up on April the 14th, and we wanted to take this time in this International Women's Month, we wanted to play some conversations that features strong women who really helped us think differently about what it means to walk in this space or in their spaces. Now, on today's show, we take the mic to Nevis. Yes, we have a Caribbean connection for you. We are talking to Chantelle Miller, the founder of Island Girls Rock. This British born Caribbean woman started the organization Island Girls Rock as a cultural movement. Now, listen, I grew up thinking that the media portrayed all black people as if they came from the Caribbean. I think, and I'm literally scratching my head as I think about this, apart from maybe two actresses on a kid's show, I rarely saw people of African descent, whether they had an African-sounding name or even a slight African-sounding accent on the telly. But as it turns out, Chantal, whose heritage is from the Caribbean, as at this point you've probably established, felt exactly the same way. We also talk about the role that Chantal and her team played in unearthing the painful truths about how British immigration policies devastated the lives of many elders and their families who hailed originally from the Caribbean under this controversy called the Windrush Scandal. Take a listen to how this conversation unfolds. Chantal Miller, hey. thank you for joining me today on the Cypher. Well,
1: thank you for having me. And I um I need some I need you to do my PR because oh. wow. I was like, who, who is she talking about? Oh, it's me. I talking about you. I'm talking about you. Talking about you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Where are you at? Where I'm in this I'm in need. Is. I'm doing my bogle. I'm in need. You know, I moved back to the Caribbean in February, right? From where? From London. London Yes, from London. London Mm. town. I love (laughs) London. After living there for 20 years, I mean, the the short synopsis is I was actually born in the UK, but left when I was 11. And and I was a northerner. I was born in Manchester, grew up in Leeds, and left when I was 11 for Nevis, which is my mother's um, home, and my stepfather. Basically, father, my father's home. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, <laughs> neither. Is. What can no, I say? Oh, oh, oh. But okay. No, but I think, you know, returning, I purposely returned because I recognize that as much as I love London and love the UK in certain aspects, not in all, because nowhere is perfect anyway. Right. Um, it was damaging to me. And it was chipping away at my peace. Um I I found myself going against who I feel that I am, who I feel that I am, and I found myself going against that and getting caught up on achieve, 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 success, success success, success. and and but based on other people's expectations. So whereas I am quite happy to chill and to take my time, you know, I think, Innately, I embrace slow living, even as a child, you know, I'm the child that could have been found underneath the dining table, reading a book, you know, mm. that was, that was my joy. You know, my mom would take me to ballet, then drop me off at the bookstore, go and do her shopping and find me at the back of the bookstore, sitting down, having finished three or four books, you know, wow. mm-hmm. and those are my Saturdays. And I'm good with that. I'm also good with carnival. I'm walking up and <laughs> getting on bad. I am absolutely, because I recognize that as a a cathartic release, especially as a Black woman, you know, and a Black woman living in the UK, you know, my release is found at Carnival. I feel so much lighter, you know, it's that waist movement, which is Mm -hmm. connected to our wombs. And it's all of these things that are interconnected and which is Carnival, which is a release. So as much as I like calm and peace, I do like to get down there too, you know, because (laughs) we're not a monolith, you know, and layers, layers, layers. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah, peace and rest and calm. You know, my nervous system reacts reacts to chaos. It reacts to microaggressions. And, you know, Oof. living in the U.K., the minute you leave the sanctity of your home, it's like it's push, bash, on, push, push. Bash, uh, And you're like, why are my shoulders up here? And
0: why is my brow furrowed? And I'm just on the tube. What's happening? Right. <laughs> haven't even started the day and I'm still there. Exactly, which is why they like, keep on saying why, why do you look so mad love it's alright it's not that bad and I remember growing up as a kid being like mm. no it is it, is. No, it, it is. is as bad as you think it is it really is so all of that that you talked about mm. I also get the sense that that is what undergirds Island Girls Rock yep. so can you tell us why did you yeah. create it like what's the what was Ooh. the the kernel that go oh this is what I this is what I'm going to do uh. The origin story, you know, I
1: moved back to the UK 20 years ago. Yeah. So I was 29. I was 29 Mm -hmm. having lived between Nevis and New York for most of my young adult life at that point. And I started to seek out my community Mm. and couldn't find us. I was really Mm -hmm. confused. I'm like, what's going on? I was like, okay, black British. Nice. Yeah, this is great. (laughs) Which it is. But I don't really identify with that, you know? Mm. And so I was finishing up a degree at the time, and we needed to have, for our final year, an internship. And I'm like, well, I need to somehow connect to someone who is of Caribbean heritage, who is embedded in the community, and someone recommended Martin J. And they're like, he has this amazing show, "The Caribbean Affair" at the time on Choice FM. <laughs> yes. um, and you know, for you young yeah oh no Trust I remember that go google, <laughs> it. <No. laughs> google it google it google is your friend and I just randomly reached out to him and said hey I'm doing a degree film and media blah, 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 and I really want to intern with you and he was like sure I mean he replied wow. to my email in 0.30 seconds I was like whoa okay he's like when can you start this is what we'll do and I literally helped to produce the Caribbean affair and that is how I found my community and, you know, so that was great. And Martin J, an amazing, you know, on-air personality, uh, someone who flies the flag culturally for the Caribbean, and especially as a small Islander, his origin Mm -hmm. is Dominica and not the Dominican Republic. Dominica, the island, just to clarify that, guys. Okay, Mm -hmm. right. (laughs) And because of Martin J, I then ended up connecting with other tribes within the community and you know i would as i said still seeking out you know where the blackness at you know ended up hanging out in brixton quite a bit went to an exhibition and i think this may have been the starting point i went to an exhibition at the vna on black british fashion hmm. right and i was like yay amazing and this is way back boy i think it might have been 2003 or 4 And I was so excited and I was enjoying the exhibition. Absolutely. You know, where our style comes from, the influences, da-da-da. I was like, oh, yeah, man, going from room to room. I was like, wait, so you're only talking about our African heritage and predominantly Ghanaian and Nigerian. So not even the whole continent, but two countries. Two countries. Africa. Yes. But what about... Jamaica as an influence on style? What about Trinidad, Barbados, Guyana? Grin- there was nothing to do with the Caribbean, and I was aghast. How was I like, wit? So this represents Black British style, but really it's not. You're speaking about Black British not even style. even Black African. No.
0: Black West African, and D- not even that Black, and not even and Nigerian and Nigerian, Nigerian.
1: style. Which... Of course, I appreciate it was wonderful. Two of my friends were actually featured in the exhibition. So there was all of that, you know, but yet I, I left that ex- exhibition feeling lacking. And I remember mm. at the time I was working at a PR agency. Um, it was then called the Communication Store, but I think they've rebranded since. And I was speaking to the one of the co-founders and Julietta Dexter. And she was like, well, Chantal, why don't you do something about it? Mm. i was like huh she said you know you're always you know writing up about these events and doing this and doing that but why don't you do something about it she's like mm. why don't you become the voice why don't you do it why don't you tell the stories mm. i was like but et-cha-mm. and i thought oh okay she has a point <laughs> she has a point point." <laughs> and then one year i came home um for a break it was 2014 And I was watching the Black Girls Rock Awards.
0: Right.
1: Or or something, it was televised, something that was televised. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. And Tracy Ellis Ross might have been hosting, and I love her. And I was like, this is great, but yeah, Black Girls Rock, absolutely, 100%. But Black Girls are so many things. Yes. Right? So Mm -hmm. what about Black Caribbean girls? because at that point we hardly ever got mentioned spotlighted big ups you know it was all just lumped into this black black which is what wonderful is black? but what is black i was yeah. like yeah you know what island girls rock too you know i was like ah! oh hello <laughs> island girls rock too island girls rock yes we do Nature was like, okay, girl. So here, see what happened. So Dominica had a tropical storm, Erica. And uh-huh. there was a group of young women in London just doing lots of like fundraising or supporting people that were doing fundraising. Mm. And I said, hmm, let's see how I can help. So I just messaged them and I said, Hey, how can we help with the recovery? What what can I do to support you? You see. And she was like <laughs> Um, if you want to do an event, you know we'd be happy to promote. I was like, "All right, bet." Okay, I didn't say that, but I said, "All right." <laughs> but it's twenty twenty two, so, it's yeah, 2022, you so I'm like, yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> All right, bet. Um, <laughs> and so I reached out to like a Dominican filmmaker, a Dominican spoken word artist, um, my friend Emma, whose Instagram handle is Dominican Ms. What can I say? Reached out to Emma, you know, reached out to Martin J because he's Dominican. And mm. I said, I want to have a beautiful brunch. I want to have a brunch and I want it to be about Dominican storytellers. And I want all the money to go to the relief effort for a tropical storm, Erica. And he was like, Shan, whatever you do, I will promote it. Not a problem. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got this brunch together and for me, I'm very determined that we occupy spaces that are beautiful, that are accessible, predominantly Mm -hmm. Caribbean owned, if at all possible. But Mm -hmm. I also like to disrupt spaces as well. So where you wouldn't typically expect to find us, that's where I want to be. Because I want that for us. I want that Mm -hmm. luxury. I want that coolness. I want that hipness because we are all those things. And so mm. we had our first event. And at the time, Shoreditch was still kind of cool. So we had right. our brunch in Shoreditch on Brick Lane. That's and amazing. it was, I, even when I think about it, it was sold out. We screened a filmmaker and she allowed us to screen something that she hadn't even properly released yet. Wow. Right? And her name, the filmmaker is Jaha Brown. She's a phenomenal Dominican filmmaker, British, Caribbean. She's also a wellness advocate and practitioner. She's absolutely amazing. So we screened her films. We had a spoken word artist, um, Mikel Latouche, who is Mm. Dominican. We I can't remember. There's so many other things. And then we just had this amazing food at the Canvas Cafe in Shoreditch. Mm. We raised money. We gave it over to Dominica and at the time I had printed off some t-shirts that said Island Girls Rock. So everyone who was helping were wearing these t-shirts. Why is it that people were like, um, where can we buy the t-shirts? Girl, I wasn't even ready. still not ready. But yeah, so that was, and then people were like, okay, when's the next brunch? I'm like, hold up. <laughs> mm. Next brunch? Like we just did this for Dominica. What do you mean? And yeah, they're like, no no, 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 no.
0: Exactly. This.
1: Yes, and that is exactly what happened.
0: Now, in this conversation that you're about to listen to, Chantelle and I talk about how Island Girls Rock responded to Britain's Windrush scandal, which came to prominence in 2018. The Windrush scandal refers to when Brits, mainly of Caribbean descent, were denied legal rights and at times healthcare. Some were even deported to nations that they no longer knew. These immigrants arrived in the UK right after World War II in 1948. Yep, that's over 70 years ago on a ship called the Empire Windrush. They came in response to the British government's call for people across the Commonwealth to help rebuild that nation after World War II those people went on to have british-born children and grandchildren so that scandal had a huge impact on what that meant to be black and british and we kind of get into it in the conversation you're, you're, you're picking up the call right mm-hmm. to to make sure that caribbean the caribbean community or if yeah, the caribbean community is is held up and looked after so mm, yeah. what happened with Windrush because that's something that it sticks <sighs> uh, the, the levels Deep in breath. which I get upset because that the African community was deeply impacted by it too absolutely you know? um, absolutely but it's a story that is seen as a primarily Caribbean one mm. because even by virtue of the name Windrush we're Wind talking about is the you boat. Know, yeah is the
1: boat from Jamaica though but we use the term Windrush just to kind of represent all the other boats from all the other islands. But yeah, it was the first one. <laughs> so when it first broke um, in mainstream media, because, you know, we already knew um, about the fallout prior to that. There have been people in the legal world working to support our community. You know, this it, when it broke was not when it happened. Let's put it that way. Uh, of course. Uh-huh. Right. And initially we were kind of where people gravitated to for information. So we were making sure that we were researching and people were sending us information to share within the community. So using our social media to say, this is where you need to go. If this is your issue or if this is your issue, this is what's happening on this date at this time. And so this is what was happening. What then started to happen was that people were sending us their personal stories People were emailing us and I won't even get into the horror of some of the stories. And we were like, what can we do? What can we do outside of, you know, what was being done? What, how can Island Girls Rock show up? And the first thing that happened was that they had this big um, gathering at the Houses of Parliament and we were invited to attend and we decided disruptors that we are printed off the letters some of the letters that we had been sent and so when you know when they then throw it out to the audience you know does anyone have anything to say we stood up and read the letters
0: oh my goodness
1: and people just started to cry and it was like yes this is what's happening these are the voices that you need to hear what is happening what are we doing and so For us, it was about giving voice. And so that's what we did in that instance. And then, you know, we kept on, you know, we attended meetings so that we could share proper information and we kept on top of it. And then the following year, as happens, we were then invited to facilitate workshops for a Windrush Festival. And we Mm -hmm. decided that the workshops were going to be centered on wellness and intergenerational exchanges of stories to help with the healing process. Wow. So, because for me, support is multifaceted. So yes, we need the financial help. Yes, we need the legal help. Yes, we need people with huge platforms to shout out. But we also need people who are pouring into the actual Windrushers and their families And to pour into them in beautiful and profound and nurturing ways. And so we took that opportunity to do just that. We had two workshops, one centered on photography as a means of telling stories. And Mm. we had people of different generations sit down and take portraits of one another whilst telling their stories. And let me tell you that room, Christabel. Big fat tears. The tears. The tears. Yo, and you know some of the younger generation just didn't know what their own grannies.
0: So you have their grannies sitting in front of them, telling them. Is this kind of facilitation something that you? Is that what you're doing now? Have you taken that on? And you're taking that? Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely,
1: absolutely. I mean, Island Girls rock. We've had wellness days. You know, and which, again, unapologetically about supporting island girls and women. And so we ensured that all the facilitators were of Caribbean heritage. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that we had, we had like a, a coloring station where you could come and Serena Mantle is the artist. And, and we used her amazing artwork for that. And her book, um, Women Plants something. I've forgotten the title. Shame on me but she was there. We had Dion Elizabeth as a yoga facilitator, Marilyn Fontaine as she did a womb healing session, you know, and people were able to sign up for different workshops. We had um, Sharon, Sharon Walters, um, an amazing artist. Um, And this was before what has now become synonymous with her work, her trademark. She's a collage artist. And so she had Mm. a collaging workshop called, not when they see us, that's Ava's film, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or seeing us, Um, and did a workshop around seeing ourselves, you know, represented in magazines and books and, and so forth through collagen. And so mm-hmm. all of these workshops were happening. We had really nutrient dense food from a Caribbean catering island girl company. She did juices mm. and quinoa and and kind of refashioned what people would think or deemed to be typical, you know, island food, but refashioned it to be really nutrient dense. Cause you know, to be fair, we like fried food. We like flour. Let's be we real. Really do. I mean, come on, let's keep it real. I'm being real. <laughs> I'm being real. <laughs> but you know, and so all of that, we had um, a masseuse. We had a masseuse giving mas- like massages during the, so you could just wow. pop by, get a massage and float on over to your workshop. And at the end of that day, A little girl came up to us and, you know, as she was leaving with her mom and we said, did you have a good time? Did you, you know, did you enjoy yourself? Because we saw her. She was all about the place. She was at the coloring station. She attended some of the workshops. She was doing her thing. And she looked at us and she said, yes, I did. I had such a good time. So I think it was Anika asked her, you know, what was your favorite part? And she said, I loved, she said, I live in Oxford with my mommy and daddy and I go to school and I'm the only brown girl and I loved being here today because all of the women sounded like mommy oh my and gosh. see us these grown women like mm-hmm, yep yep trying not to burst out crying because yes. if we needed evidence of the value and the need for the work that we do well there it is from the mouth of babes
0: oh gosh yeah Light. and, and do you know what do you know what what actually hurts the most is that you're telling this story about a child but it's a story that I relate to and I know you relate to Mm -hmm. because you grew up in the UK yes and we're still we're still there we're still telling and hearing that story so you needed you yeah if you don't want to miss an episode subscribe to our newsletter we're at thecypherpod.com and don't forget to tell your friends to do the same
1: You know, someone, and I'm going to go off on a tangent, someone mentioned Pan-Africanism, right? And I'm like, you know what? I believe there is Pan-Africanism and Pan-Caribbeanism because our experience, our experience, and we need to recognize our indigenous people, right? Because people tend to think that the history of the Caribbean started with the slave trade when we were here before, There were people yes. here living their best lives, living exactly. their best lives until the ship started to come in, discovered us, then went back, enslaved our brothers and sisters and brought them down to the islands. So mm-hmm. there is room for both. And you can identify with both.
0: And I, you mean, should, I certainly we're do. We're not all one thing. Yes, yes, exactly. We're not all one thing.
1: Exactly. You know,
0: but I think that goes back to... Um, that goes back to what I'm talking about uh, about being black and British, right? Mm. My heritage is is African. I'm Ghanaian, right? Yeah. But as a person who was born in the UK, I'm influenced by the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So people have said to me, "You're very diasporic," and I'm like, "Yeah, I am," uh-huh. because I grew up in London. Exactly. And people that I people that I consider to be family members are from the Caribbean. Yeah. I don't think we're the same, but they're family. And I really members. love that
1: you said that, Christabel, because we don't have to be the same to be family and to love one another
0: and support one another and respect each other. We don't have to be the same. We are sadly running out of time, but I want to ask what is next for you and what is next for Mm. Island Girls Rock? What can we expect and how can we support? Well, actually, funnily enough, (laughs) for Island Girls Rock, um,
1: we are going to be creating a lot more content, a lot more original content. It's always been my dream to do so. I'm going to be refashioning some of the stuff that I did for Shanti Media to make it very mm-hmm. Island Girls Rock specific um, mm-hmm. season two of the podcast. Um, You know, our big dream is to start to have Island Girls Rock summits all over the world where we have like a weekend filled with Island Girls Rock magic, you know, wow. and have, you know, Susan. What is Susan's name from This Is Us? Is it Susan? Kaleche? Oh, Kalechi
0: Watson. Susan Kalechi. Yes, Watson. that's
1: her. She mm-hmm. is Jamaican heritage. When she had that episode called Island Girl, I almost yes. fell off my chair. Wow. I'm like, stop it. Stop uh-huh. it. Stop it. You know, I want Susan at the first Island Girls Rock Summit. I want her on the podcast. You know, immediately. Did you hear that, Susan? Huh? Susan, hey. Girl. She's listening. Hey, hey, girl. hey, she'll listen. Hey immediately we're going to be um going into season two of our book club let's get lit Um, and we'll be announcing the new book yeah so we've got stuff bubbling you know eventually we want to have island girls rock brand ambassadors on each Mm -hmm. island and in different cities who kind of take ownership on ensuring that we are up to date with the stories of that specific island so whether it's you know, politics or finance or creative, you know, so we'll have someone there doing monthly updates and just holding space in that way on that particular island. So we have all of these wonderful things that are slowly coming together. We have a merch drop in the next two weeks. So, you know.
0: Looking forward to that.
1: (laughs) So lots (laughs) bubbling, but still taking into consideration that our team, we're made up of people who have, job jobs as well not that this isn't a job this is our passion which you know the dream is to then be able to say bye bye to the nine to fives mm-hmm. but the work that our team members do I mean they're project managers psychologists teachers designers like mm. they're phenomenal women within themselves I mean I could do a podcast on each of the team members and people mm. would be blown away but listen Chantal that was
0: yes. a word <laughs> thank you trust me i needed i needed to hear that oh my gosh i i needed to hear a lot of what you said but i was also just so excited to you know like break bread with you honestly and then hear about one of the wonderful things so (laughs) so much chantelle miller the founder of the platform island girls rock you are a change maker you are changing people's lives you are helping people okay Mm. now you now you make me want to cry so obviously someone's cutting onions in the kitchen
1: obviously obviously
0: (laughs) thank you so much for listening to my conversation with chantelle miller the founder of island girls rock look out for our next rewind show where the mic goes to Australia and we speak to the creative changemaker, Travis DeVry, about being a black fella. I know. <laughs> yeah, you heard me right. I said black fella. We talk about what that phrase means and how it relates to concepts of blackness in other parts of the world. And I also talk to Travis about how he's working to reclaim narratives about First Nation communities in Australia. To listen to more episodes and to find out more about The Cypher and how we create supporters in the real world and to sign up for our newsletter, visit thecypherpod.com. Our production team includes Cerise Small, Larissa Witcher, Ty Hughes and Eugene Kidd. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Christabel Nsia The Cypher is a production of My Lens Media Inc.,